0: Welcome to the new Chef Cardinale Cooking Show. Chef Alex is back bigger and better than ever to provide you cooking, baking, and food lovers a fun cooking podcast packed with helpful tips and recipes. It's time to get you cooking and baking like a chef. Find out how. Live from his kitchen studios is 24-year-old Chef Alex. Let's get cooking and start the show. Chef Cardinali cooking show begins live now.
1: And we took a long hiatus in 2014. But we're back here in 2017, and I'm very excited to be back doing the Chef Cardinelli Cooking Show once again. I started the Chef Cardinelli Cooking Show because I was in culinary arts training at Putnam High School, and I wanted to share my experience and what I learned with all of you. I learned very quickly a lot of knowledge from the culinary training and learned how to make some awesome dishes. Once I graduated high school, I went to another culinary arts program at a small college and did that for six or so months. At the middle to end, of 2014, I began losing interest in cooking, probably because I used to cook a lot in school and then help cook for catering parties and work part time at a restaurant. On top of that, I have a back disorder, and all of that standing for hours was taking its toll out on me. However, fast forward to the end of 2016. In 2017, today, I got my interest back for cooking. I began hosting Sunday dinners and cooking and baking frequently once again, and now my interest is back as I've been cooking for my friends and family. So with my passion and love for cooking, I have decided to bring back the good old chef cardinelli cooking show this time i'm going to teach you how to cook and bake delicious food and provide some fun food chat and i may even entertain you notice how i said i may entertain you when i first started the chef cardinelli cooking show cooking podcast cooking podcasts were unheard of and today it is still uncommon My goal is to make this the number one cooking podcast that everyone will love and have fun. Tonight, the Chef Cardanoic Cooking Show relaunches better than ever before, reclaims its top spot in the cooking category of Block Talk Radio and in the cooking and baking podcast world, and redesigns itself. As the same Chef Cardinelli cooking show, but with a different format. And this time, I will be speaking as a guy who loves to cook and bake as a home chef and not a professional chef. But I can guarantee you, it'll be finger looking good and very, very good. Ladies and gentlemen, start spreading the news. Chef Cardinelli Cooking Show is now officially back. I'm your host, Chef Alice Cardinelli, live from my kitchen studio here in Springfield, Massachusetts. And boy, does it feel great to be back chatting, cooking, and baking with my awesome audience. Despite my three years or so absence, I have been getting a lot of listens from old episodes... And a lot of my Chef Cardinelli Cooking Show audience have been sending me questions. I want to thank you for your patronage, and I hope you enjoy the Chef Cardinelli Cooking Show now that we are back once again. If you are a new listener, I want to welcome you to the Chef Cardinelli Cooking Show family, and I want you to know that you will always be a part of Chef Alex's kitchen. Now, as I stated earlier, Chef Cardinelli Cooking Show is back with a whole new mission. Redesign, reclaim, and relaunch. Redesign, a whole new approach to cooking and baking shows. Reclaim, reclaim the spot as one of the top and best cooking podcasts. Relaunch, come back new and stronger than before. All right, so here's what's planned for our return episode tonight. I'm going to have a discussion on what the new Chef Cardinelli Cooking Show will be like and what you can expect. Find out exactly what you, what you can expect from the new Chef Cardinelli Cooking Show. I'm going to talk about some current trends in the cooking and food industry, including McDonald's no longer serving high C and a contest where you can create your own Oreo. And the winner gets $5,000, my Oreo creation. We'll talk about that on today's show as well. Plus, I have some wonderful new recipes for you, including my fucking awesome uh, prime rib, a Oreo heaven cheesecake, and much more. And there's also going to be a Mother's Day discussion. Get some awesome Mother's Day cooking tips and a few recipes for tomorrow to make sure that your mother has a, a great... Uh, mother's day and then we have a new segment that's going to air on each episode of chef cardinelli cooking show and that is ask chef alex cardinelli you've got the cooking baking and food questions i have the answers you can call in live to ask questions or email me questions. So the call in number to ask me questions is 646 668 8963 and my email is chefalex at dot or excuse me my email is chefalex at USA dot com. That's chefalex at USA dot com and I would love to answer your questions tonight in the first ever Ask Chef Alex later on in the show. Well, Seeing that we have such an action-packed show, let's go ahead and get this show started, shall we? All right. So now we're going to start off with what you can expect from the new Chef Cardinelli cooking show. So ever since I decided that I was going to bring back the Chef Cardinelli Cooking Show, I put a lot of thought into what I wanted to do with the Chef Cardinelli Cooking Show, how I wanted to reinvent the Chef Cardinelli Cooking Show, and how I was going to make the Chef Cardinelli Cooking Show different from when it started in 2013 and when it um, went on a hiatus in 2014. So one of the things that I came up with was that I was going to do more recipes on each episode. So expect lots more recipes because before I did like maybe four or five recipes a show. Now I'm thinking about doing half a dozen to 10 recipes per show, depending on the topic and depending on um, how many recipes I have for that individual topic. So you're going to get a lot of recipes from, the new Chef Credinelli Cooking Show, and I promise you that all the recipes are good. I promise you that I personally have used all the recipes that I have given out on the show, or I promise you that the recipes on the show are from a chef that I know and someone in the food industry that I trust and I've tried their food. So you're going to have top-quality 100% easy recipes here on the Chef Cardinelli Cooking Show that you can make at home and have a restaurant-quality meal at home. Also, I'm going to talk about current trends in the food industry. I thought this would be a, a pretty cool, unique topic to cover on the Chef Cardinelli Cooking Show, and I plan on doing this once a week. So every week, you can expect to find out about the new trends in the food industry. You'll find out about new food products coming out, the latest food creations, raging on social media, and more. I figured that's going to be a really fun little segment for us. And I think it's going to be something that you guys are going to enjoy. I know that I'm going to enjoy talking about it. it's pretty unique seeing that some of the stuff that the food companies come out with that's new. It's pretty interesting. Of course, as I mentioned earlier, we have the Ask Chef Alex segment where I'll be answering your cooking and baking question. Now, in the past, I have hosted an entire show. Um where I answered cooking and baking questions. However, I did not have enough material for a full two-hour show, and I think that is what made me um, burn out, is because every time I did a question and answer on the Chef Granelli cooking show years ago on Block Talk Radio, I had to come up with some material on on the fly. I had to Literally, I had to go on the air and think about what I'm going to talk about because I'm not getting any callers or I don't have that many questions. So I figured to avoid that this time around, I'm going to answer your questions individually on a segment um, on every episode of the Chef Crittinelli Cooking Show called Ask Chef Alex. And I figured that way everybody – that sends me an email, can get an answer, and everybody that wants to ask a question live can go ahead and um, call in. All right. Now, I'm very excited for this announcement. Now, we're already back. We're already back up and running, and we already have our first milestone. Ladies and gentlemen, on May 28th, 2017, I am very excited to announce that the Chef Cardinelli Cooking Show will be celebrating its 300th episode. Yes, that's right, folks. On May 28th, we're going to celebrate our 300th episode. Now, I'm going to have some special guests on our 300th episode. I have Food Fun Nation Tech Rob coming on the show to talk about his uh, podcast that he does with Chef Sean right here on Blog Talk Radio, Food Fun Nation. I'm also planning on having a former chef I know on the show, and I'm thinking about trying to get a big food guest on the show, somebody that um, I've never had the opportunity to have on the Chef Cornelius Cooking Show before, so I'm going to try to get him. On this show, I'm going to see if we can uh, work out an interview somehow, some way. But there are going to be some special guests coming on the 300th episode. Plus, we're going to take a special blast from the past on our 300th episode as I'm going to play some past callers in the history of the Chef Credinelli Cooking Show. I'm going to play some of our best moments of the last 300 episodes on the Chef Credinelli Cooking Show and much, much, much more. So I encourage you to tune in to the Chef Cardinelli Cooking Show's 300th episode on May 28th because there's going to be awesome topics, blasts from the past, special guests, delicious recipes, and more. The Chef Cardinelli Cooking Show is going to have a party up in here on May 28th, 2017. And ladies and gentlemen, that is our official 300th episode theme song dmx party up in here and let me tell you ladies and gentlemen cooking and baking and food lovers i cannot wait to host my 300th episode now i also have some new series debuting here on the chef cardinelli cooking show I'm going to be bringing back a show that I once did a couple years ago, and that is Restaurant Reviews. I'm going to be bringing that back for good restaurant reviews and bad restaurant reviews. So think of it like uh, Kitchen Nightmares hosted by Chef Alex. But I'm also going to have some good ones as well. I'm going to review restaurants that I love and some restaurants that I particularly uh, don't like, and I'll tell you why I don't like those restaurants and things like that. So I'm very excited to bring back restaurant reviews. I'm also bringing back Fast Food Friday, where I'm going to teach you how to make that delicious fast food that you like, but I'm going to teach you how to make it healthier and with much less calories, and it will save you money in the long run. Find out how to have a healthy, homemade, fast food Friday here on the Chef Cardinelli's Cooking Show as this series will return next Friday. I'm going to have plenty of special guests here on the Chef Cardinelli Cooking Show. From every now and then, you can expect a Chef Cardinelli Cooking Show exclusive chef interview. We're going to have a very special food chef uh or someone that is very knowledgeable in the culinary arts or food industry. I'm also going to be uh, creating a new series called Culinary School with Alice Carnelli. I'm going to recap things I learned from cooking. And I'm also going to do my culinary arts textbook that I have, my pastry arts textbook that I have, so they can teach you professionally how to cook and bake like a chef. Now I'm no chef. When I'm doing it professionally, I'm telling you that I'm gonna be reading stuff about the professional art books. So the reason why I have the name Chef out from the Chef Canelli Cook Show you know, because it's my username and I'm passion for cooking, and I love for cooking, and I do tend to have some chef coats. I tend to have a white, white left and a black one. I'm going to be bringing those back to you soon. And speaking of that, that us me to my next announcement. I'm going to be bringing back my cooking YouTube video. My cooking YouTube TV show. called a cooking YouTube channel. It is going to be named Chef Alex's Kitchen is going to be the partnership of the Chef Cardinelli Cooking Show. Matter of fact, the Chef Alex Kitchen is going to be the sister network of Chef Cardinelli Cooking Show. I have no idea when that's going to debut, but you're going to be able to see me actually cooking something um, eventually down the road, and once I figure out when it's going to happen, how it's going to happen, you will hear an on-air commercial when I have it all figured out. All right. So, let's talk about social media and where you can find Chef Cardinelli Cooking Show on social media. We have a Facebook page and the name of the Facebook page is Chef Cardinelli Cooking Show so you can go on Facebook and like our fan page. It is Chef Cardinelli Cooking Show or you can simply go to Facebook slash Chef Cardinelli and we have about 56 likes on this page and I'd love to get some more uh, of my audience to like this page now on my Facebook page. I'm going to post recipes that are featured on today's Chef episode and every episode of the Chef Cardinelli Cooking Show. I'm going to share some of the cooking videos that I find on social media, and every now and then I'll post some cooking tips. So it really is a good idea to head on over to facebook.com forward slash Chef Alice Cardinelli and click like. That way you can get my delicious recipes, see when the Chef Cardinelli Cooking Show is going to go on air, and all of that great stuff. I also believe that Chef Cardinelli Cooking Show is on iTunes, and it's also on Stitcher Radio. So if you search Chef Cardinelli Cooking Show on Google, you'll be able to uh, find that. I'm also on Blog Talk Radio, as you know blogtalkradio.com forward slash Chef Cardinelli Cooking Show hit follow and you'll be able to hear my archived episodes and hear my live episodes because you'll get email reminders of when I'm going live and when I'm on air so that's pretty interesting and pretty soon the Chef Cardinelli Cooking Show will be on TuneIn radio as well alright so that is My news and announcements for the new Chef Cardinelli Cooking Show and that, my friends, is what you can expect from the new Chef Cardinelli Cooking Show. With that being said, foodies and cooking lovers, you are in for an awesome show and an awesome return. You are in for some awesome cooking shows and baking shows, ladies and gentlemen. All right. Enough of that. Let's get to some awesome cooking topics right now. And I'm going to start off by talking about what I personally have done in the last few years in the kitchen. One of the things I've done in the kitchen is I discovered new recipes. I went online and I looked at YouTube and I saw different YouTube cooking channels, and I began uh, watching their videos and um, writing down their recipes. And I would actually go in the kitchen and uh, start making some of these recipes. And I figured that they were very good. Um, however, what I recently have done, I have uh, subscribed to or I like the page on Facebook called Tasty. Now, Tasty is a website where they they partner with some companies to produce some um, easy recipes on a cooking video. And I have watched many of their recipes and I've learned to cook a lot of the things that they show on their website. So I have learned a lot from um, the website and I really enjoy it, and I really recommend people to check out the website Tasty um, and the Facebook page Tasty because I think you're going to have a recipe that you like. And also, um, I I altered some recipes that I have. For example, I made chicken franchise, and that's a popular recipe here on the Chef Crottinelli Cooking Show, because I've given out that recipe numerous times here on the Chef Crottinelli Cooking Show. But I altered it. What I did was, instead of just using eggs and flour, I used eggs, flour, and breadcrumbs. And I added a little bit more lemon to the sauce, and I made, like, a beurre blanc sauce. And what I made is chicken Milanese, which, believe it or not, is another classic, Italian entree. And it's served with arugula salad and sometimes risotto, but I serve mine with pasta. Once again, folks, when you're in your kitchen, you don't have to follow tradition. You can uh, change tradition if you want. You can serve your dishes with whatever you want. For example, if you're making chicken parmesan and you don't like pasta, you don't have to have pasta. You can have broccoli or rice or whatever. Sides that you do happen to enjoy but I did alter a few recipes Uh, for example the chicken franchise I also altered my chicken marsala recipe I added prosciutto which adds a whole new flavor to marsala and I also altered my homemade marinara sauce um, because when I'm sweating down my onions and the garlic I add a half cup of red wine. I think red wine adds a flavor that you're not going to get from any ordinary tomato sauce. And I think that it is something that I really enjoy. And it's something that Northern Italians do in their sauces down in Italy. And it's a very, very, very good idea. And I'm glad that I uh, tried that. I really enjoy doing that. And I really enjoyed the sauce. So, um, that was some of the stuff that I altered. Now, I began, uh, I began gaining a respect and love for no-baked desserts, and all of you guys know that I have an obsession with cheesecakes. I love cheesecakes. At one point, I had a cheesecake company sponsoring the Chef l a Cooking Show. And I had so many cheesecake shows and so many cheesecake recipes. But back then, they were all baked cheesecakes. Now, don't get me wrong. I still love a creamy, baked cheesecake. But I don't like the time. Because you got to bake the cheesecake. you got to take it out. Let it rest for six hours. Put it in the fridge and wait overnight. And then eat the next day. So... Um, guys, a guy that's kind of simple nowadays, and I like the no-bake cheesecakes. So basically, um, I like the cheesecakes where you take cream cheese, you add sugar, Cool Whip, and your other ingredients. And I have made a lot of cheesecakes that way. I've made Twix cheesecake that way. I've made Oreo cheesecake, white chocolate cheesecake, and things like that. I also call them a cream pie. But for the show, I'm going to call them a no-bake cheesecake. They're both things, so you can call them what you want. In actual culinary terms, a cheesecake is not a cake. It's a custard. So a cheesecake can also be considered a pie, if you know what I mean, if you will. Now, I've also learned to make the traditional Italian cookies. Um, I have a great recipe that a family friend of mine, Donna, gave us and uh, she gave it to me and my brother Jimmy and um, I have to tell you it's a really, really good recipe and I give you that wonderful recipe. I can guarantee that you're going to Love that delicious recipe. It's one of the best Italian cookie recipes that I've ever had. I've also found a new recipe for meatballs that I really enjoy. And get this, ladies and gentlemen. I know how to make a killer, delicious, drive your mouth, your taste buds, insane, killer good prime rib. Yes, that's right folks. At 24 years old, I can make a Fancy restaurant quality prime rib with a delicious au jus. Now, Now, in the show description and in my recipe, I say fucking awesome prime rib because it is fucking awesome. And if you don't swear, I can guarantee you when you take a bite out of that prime rib, you're going to say effing awesome. Now, I'm not saying it to swear or to show off or think I'm cool. I'm saying it because it really is good. Now, I'm going to be honest, when I first wanted to make a prime rib, I figured I'm going to burn it, or it's not going to come out right, or I'm not going to do it right because I've never made a prime rib before. Um, So when you're making something you've never made before, you always have that fear, you always have that doubt, you always doubt yourself that it's going to come out good. You know what? I followed the recipe to the exact T, and it came out perfect. And then I made it again with my own twist, and it came out perfect again. So I have the confidence now that I know how to make a killer prime rib. And prime rib is simply um, a beef roast that is not difficult at all compared to the other cuts of beef roast. It all comes down to temperature and how you cook it and letting it rest in the oven where you don't touch the oven. And then, to make an au jus, it is very, very simple. But we're going to talk about that later on in the show. I also found great restaurants. And as you guys know, I love going out to eat as much as I love cooking. So I went to some great restaurants. I watched a lot of cooking shows. And I've been doing that ever since um, 2014 and even before then. I've always enjoyed watching uh, the cooking shows on Food Network. I also um have a different outlook on cooking now and what I mean by that is I don't think of quality I mean excuse me I don't think of quantity anymore I don't think of how much food that I make or how much food I should make I think of quality I think of how to create food that is delicious and appetizing and It's going to fill the air with delicious aroma, and I think of food that people are going to enjoy, things like that. Uh, Because back when I was in culinary school working in the restaurants, it was kind of quality and quantity. But now that I'm at home hosting parties, cooking dinner for the family, doing things with friends and having cookouts and things like that, I think of quality over quantity. Because at a party or for family, if there's not enough, I can just simply make more. You can't do that in a restaurant because um, a) it's time-consuming, and b) you have um, you're going to have a head chef over you watching your back. And he, after the night, after the shift's over, he's going to call you into your, his office and he's going to say to you, "What the hell are you doing?" Um, so really, in a restaurant, everything is prepped early way before service i mean really all they do during service time maybe they'll flash the steak in a saute pan for a few minutes and put on some mushrooms and a little marsala or some sort of sauce or if they're doing like a pasta dish they already have the pasta pre-cooked so they'll warm it up and then put the sauce in a saute pan and toss it so really restaurants are very very simple but at home i prefer to do quality quality dishes everything is made with love here in my kitchen and um i really really enjoy cooking i really love cooking from my heart and i love cooking for the people that i have a lot of respect for a lot of admiration for and and a lot of love for so i think cooking is something that i was born to do and something that i really enjoy doing and it's something that is a stress reliever for me i really really enjoy cooking and i also um have learned to clean the oven um often often i scrub and i clean the oven i probably would say uh probably every four weeks i clean the oven it's very important that you clean your oven because you want to remove any grease that is building up in your oven and also um don't want to Burn your oven. If you have too much grease and don't clean it, you have a chance of a fire building up in your oven. And that fire can lead to your oven exploding and you have a house fire. So always clean your oven. It's very, very important. One last thing that I'm extremely proud about is I have my younger brother cooking now. My younger brother is a good student. I showed him some things to cook. I taught him some of the things that I liked that I thought were easy to cook. He took the ball and he ran with it. And now my brother Jimmy, who is 16 years old, is cooking restaurant-quality dishes, and I could not be any prouder or any more excited. He's a very, very wonderful cook, and I'm very, very happy about that. So if I can teach him, I certainly hope that I could teach you on this podcast and my cooking YouTube video that I'm going to be doing. All right. It's time for one of our new segments to debut here on Chef Cronenelli Cooking Show, and that is what is currently trending in the kitchen. What is trending in the culinary and food industry? Well, we all, admittedly or not, we all like to go to McDonald's. And when we go to McDonald's, we either get a cheeseburger or a 20-piece nugget or some sort of food. And we like to get a soda with our meals. And the sodas that we usually get are kind of pricey, pricey, depending on the size. But what if I told you you can get a large soda at McDonald's for $1? Yes, that's right, folks. $1.00 sodas at mcdonald's every size soda is a dollar at mcdonald's that's small medium and large you can get any size soda for a dollar at mcdonald's and they're serving it a la carte which i assume is no free refills it's a dollar for each soda so i guess um a dollar sodas you have to keep paying a dollar for each one but that is not bad at all so where else on this world can you get a large soda for a dollar? I think it's a brilliant idea by McDonald's. I think it's going to make them a lot of money, and hopefully, if they are smart, they will leave it around and they'll make it. A, they'll make it a permanent part of their menu because everybody loves a good soda, and. Um, everyone, especially in the summer and springtime, are going to want that thirst for a cold Coca-Cola or a cold Sprite, whatever uh, soda that they enjoy. So do I have any chocolate and peanut butter listeners out there? Do I have any peanut butter and chocolate lover listeners out there? Reese's Crunchy Cookie, the signature combination Of chocolate and peanut butter that is a classic Reese's Cup provides is something many would argue can't be beat until now. After Reese's teased the impending launch of a brand new product on social media for weeks with the hashtag conspiracy, the company finally revealed its identity on Thursday, the Crunchy Cookie Cup. New candy is pretty much the same as the old one, but with the added bonus of crispy chocolate bits, a.k.a. a.k.a. Generic Oreos, dispersed throughout the peanut butter filling. And it actually sounds like a good cookie. I remember when I was younger, um, in, the, in the 90s, they had uh, cookies and cream Twix, and cookies and cream Reese's. So... This may be Reese's Company's way of reintroducing cookies and cream uh, Reese's, but they're going to call it um, Reese's Crunchy Cookie. Whatever the case may be, I definitely look forward to trying it. Alright, so if I have any Mountain Dew lovers out there, they're going to love this announcement. Mountain Dew has come out with a new flavor just in time for 4th of July. The name of this Mountain Dew is Mountain Dew USA, and it is uh, released for summer and also released for Independence Day in the United States of America and also the Fourth of July. Now Mountain Dew, USA is a combination of cold red, voltage and white I personally have tried Mountain Dew USA or Mountain Dew USA, whatever you want to call it. And it was very, very, very good. I think it was one of the best Mountain Dews that I've had. And I personally like Mountain Dew USA. So I do recommend anyone out there that loves lemon, lime, soft drinks, or uh, any Mountain Dew products. You're going to love it. I definitely recommend trying Mountain Dew USA. If you like Mountain Dew, it's really, really a great product. Um, I got mine for 4.99 a case at Walmart, but prices vary uh, for location, and of course, prices will vary for stores as well. We just talked about McDonald's a few moments ago, but McDonald's is phasing out high-sea orange drink. McDonald's is giving the boot to a fan-favorite high-sea orange drink. The fast-food chain officially announced that high sea orange would be discontinued on may 1st restaurants will continue to serve the beverage until they run out of stock so if you're seeing high sea orange available at your local mcdonald's it's only there until it's out of stock so now's your last chance to get one now you can get it at a, uh, now you can get it at a dollar any size as well The internet has been buzzing with rumors that McDonald's would stop selling its fruit-flavored juice high-sea orange lava burst drink. A new Sprite tropical berry drink will be added to McDonald's menu in July. I think that that's going to be good. Um, Like, in the early 2000s, Sprite had berry-flavored Sprites, and... They were very, very good. They were very crisp and delicious. So I'm going to give McDonald's a try. I'm going to give them a chance. And I think that a lot of people are going to like the Sprite Tropic Berry. Hi-C Orange has been served at McDonald's for decades. It is a product of the Minute Maid division of the Coca-Cola Company. Sprite Tropic Berry is also a Coca-Cola Company product. Now Burger King has another unorthodox, unorthodox, interesting milkshake. Now they have been known to create some unorthodox, interesting milkshakes before, including um, Red Velvet milkshake and Captain Crunch milkshakes. But now they have a Fruit Loop milkshake. Well, I am a fan of the Fruit Loop cereal, but I'm not sure how it'll be in a milkshake, but I can probably assume that it will be delicious. So, if you like Fruit Loops, it's definitely worth a shot to go to Burger King and try a Fruit Loop milkshake. Now, on that note, I think it would be very good to have fruity pebbles in vanilla ice cream and Fruit Loops in vanilla ice cream. I've always thought about doing that. I haven't had the chance yet, but uh, I'm thinking about buying a, a gallon of vanilla ice cream in a carton or a box of Fruity Pebbles and Fruit Loops and one of those sites and we'll call it the Chef's Fruity Pebbles Day. I definitely will have a reward for that person. So if you create that day, I will have a reward for it. once again. The Sunday is a vanilla ice cream Sunday, or a vanilla ice cream with fruit and fruit pebbles. And whoever creates it, takes a picture of it, and uses the hashtag on Facebook or Twitter Jeff Alex Sunday will have a reward. See all my audience carrying how. Much of my odds by my recipes. So we'll put it to the test starting tonight and um, I'll review this once again later on in the show. Okay, now Oreo has released a new product called the Firework Oreo. Now, for those of you seeking a way to amp up their sugar rush, Oreo's new limited edition. Firework Oreo cookies might do the trick handedly. The new Oreos in stores May Ace, which means they're in stores right now, retain the classic chocolate wafer outside and cream filling, but take things up a notch with rainbow colored specks in the frosting and a definitive, more exciting tasting experience. It is a popping. Oreo cookie, which means it's in time for Independence Day and it means it has Pops candy in it, which means the frosting is going to pop in your mouth. I have tried it. Not really a fan of it. I think it's more of a of a, a, um, I think it's more dedicated to the younger generation out there. Um, but I, I don't personally like it, but hey, you might like it. You never know. Everyone's taste buds are different. All right, and the last industry trend, the last food industry trend, is the Oreo Creation Contest. Now, this is where you can create your own Oreo flavor. You can win $5,000. That's right. By creating your own Oreo flavor, you have the opportunity of winning $5,000. Go to Oreo's official Facebook page for more information. To enter the Oreo Creation Contest, tweet or Facebook or use Instagram using the hashtag MyOreoCreation in the hashtag Contest. Again, to enter the Oreo Creation Contest, go to Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram, use the hashtag. My Oreo creation, hashtag contest. And then, of course, you're going to want to uh, name a flavor that you want for your Oreo. So, for my creations, I decided to go with cheesecake Oreos. Take a classic chocolate Oreo and fill it with a creamy New York cheesecake filling, or even a strawberry Uh, cheesecake filling or you could take a golden Oreo and fill it with a strawberry cheesecake filling. I also think a cannoli Oreo would be very good. Now a cannoli cannoli Oreo could be a uh, golden Oreo with a ricotta cannoli cream filling and you could put in there chocolate chips. Those are my Oreo creations. Cheesecake Oreos and cannoli Oreos. So, ladies and gentlemen, enter the Oreo Creation Contest right now. You have a chance to win $5,000 if your Oreo flavor gets picked. Tweet Facebook or Instagram using the hashtag, MyOreoCreation hashtag contest. So, in your social media post, write down the flavor of Oreos that you would like to create. Then use the hashtag my Creation and Contest. And that, my friends, is the current food trends for this episode of the Chef Cardinelli Cooking Show. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and take my very first intermission and my very first commercial break here on the Chef Cardinelli Cooking Show. Coming up next is the fun part of the Chef Credinelli cooking show, because coming up next, I'm going to have a Mother's Day cooking segment. I'm going to answer your questions in the very first debut of Ask Chef Alex, and I'm going to have some wonderful recipes, including my fucking awesome prime rib, Alex's and Donna's out of this world, Italian cookies, Oreo heaven, cheesecake and much more. Don't go anywhere, folks. I've got some great recipes coming up for you, and I've got my Mother's Day cooking segment, and I'm going to answer your cooking and baking questions and ask Chef Alex. Don't forget you can call in live at 646-668-8963 to ask a question on the debut of Ask Chef Alex. But first, we're going to hear two musics, two songs to relax our minds and get us ready for the second half of the show, followed by some infomercials. We're back with more of Chef Cardinelli cooking show right after this, ladies and gentlemen. Don't go anywhere.
0: And during the moments that we have left, we want to talk right down to us in a language that everybody here I can easily understand. line unaware that I'm tearing you asunder.
1: Chef Alex and the Chef Cardinelli Cooking Show are proud to announce we are going to officially reach another milestone and create
2: history once again. Whoa, May, in in on Sunday, May 28th will officially be our 300th episode. On Sunday, May 28th, 2017, 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Yeah, Mountain, and 5 p.m. Pacific, join Chef Alex on the Show. To bring it to your table, so let's be clear. Oh, you mentioned being a jerk, so i the you run with. to have some, some wonderful cooking, with some food, loving each other. Now, one question: the you that some shit? I'm just trying to strip you got to get my and i the whoop. What do you think you're talking to? One special What the fuck? What you do? We do one the someone else, and we all other. But that couldn't the issue. Well, they store. They out, out Chef you back, at the Chef Valens, the The they Show, three episode party. May 28th, 2017, Eastern, Credit Show, 300 episodes. Woo! Up in here, up in here, y'all make me lose my cool. up in
0: here, up in here. Off the chain, i leave.
3: is your oven trying to tell you something don't let lackluster meals leave your family wanting arnold's has everything you need for a great family dinner or an extra special holiday meal need chicken for that casserole how about country ribs for the crock pot from beef tenderloins to turkeys and all the spices sauces and marinades in between arnold's is the place to go to please your oven and your family come discover the ultimate butcher shop
2: La Fiorentina Pastry Shop in East Longmeadow is the place to go for delicious Italian pastries and coffee. At La Fiorentina, there is always a great selection of fresh-baked goodies. Choose from cannoli, eclairs, cream puffs, cupcakes, and sfogliatelle. You'll enjoy our cakes, cookies, and gelato as well. Make sure to come in during the holidays, as we always have many seasonal specialties that you won't want to miss. When you're in need of a sweet treat, come visit La Fiorentina Pastry Shop.
4: We are a local family-owned business. We offer more services than most, and they are free.
2: Our job isn't done until our customer is 100% satisfied.
4: I would highly recommend Kitchen Concepts to anyone. My timeline was two weeks, and within two weeks, the project was done, on time and on budget. Along with our huge selection of cabinets, we have one of the largest granite displays in the area.
3: With a one-week turnaround and one-day installation, you'll enjoy dinner in your updated kitchen that evening.
4: Stop by Kitchen Concepts today.
0: I see your keep behind your collar
1: What is done in vain Welcome back to the Chef Cardinelli Cooking Show This is the relaunch episode of Chef Cardinelli Cooking Show We're back from our intermission And we're ready for our second half of the show You are just tuning in now You missed my discussion on what to expect with the new Ferdinand show and the latest food trends. But don't worry, you can re-listen when this episode's are when this episode archives. So if you missed the first half of the show with the news for the relaunch and our discussion on the current food trends, have no worries, you can re-listen to that. Um when the show archives but right now we're going to talk about mother's day and food and i'm also going to answer your questions in the first ever ask chef alex and also i have some great recipes to finish this show now it's time for some fun food chat and recipes
4: Mom, if it's alright with you, Mom Here's a little song for you, Mom It's really just a new way to express Mom, especially today, Mom This song is just a way, Mom Just a little way to say you're the best I know I don't say it enough I'm really grateful for your love In your heart I hope you know it's true I'm really, really thankful for you. Mom, I'm really, really thankful for you. Mom, you do so many things. Mom, to help me grow my wings. Mom, thanks for everything that you do. Mom, so here's the deal. Mom, yeah, here's the real. Mom, the real way I feel. I love you. I know I don't say it enough. I'm really grateful for your love. In your heart, I hope you know it's true.
0: I'm really, really thankful for you, Mom. I'm really, really thankful for you. Soon
4: the song is ending, but I'm hoping that it's sending you a smile for a while, because that's all I've been intending. The point from the beginning of these rhymes that I've been spinning is to lead up to this ending, and my heart, you're always trending, Mom. You're always there for me, Mom You always care for me, Mom You're always fair to me More or less, Mom I know every day, Mom You go out of your way, Mom To make sure I'm okay, you're the best I know I don't say it enough I'm really grateful for your love In your heart, I hope you know it's true I'm really, really thankful for you, Mom I know I don't say it enough, I'm really grateful for your love, in your heart I hope you know it's true, I'm really, really thankful for you, mom, I'm really, really thankful for you, I'm really, really thankful for you, mom, I'm really, really thankful for you.
1: Yes, that's right, happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there tomorrow and happy mother's day weekend to help all the mothers out there have a fantastic mother's day and that song was a great way to uh introduce the mother's day segment so tomorrow for mother's day i'm actually going to be cooking uh dinner for my mother and my grandmother i'm looking forward to uh making them a dinner and it's ironic when I'm making them because I've been bringing it up a few times today. Oh, I'm giving to them a prime rib. Now, Yesterday I went to the store and I bought a 10.5 pound prime rib for about $83. So it's like, it was like $8 a pound. And um, I can't wait to uh, cook it for them. They're a big uh, prime rib fan. So I figured I'd, I'd deprive them with a prime rib dinner. So I'm going to be making the prime rib. I'm going to make a nice butter and herb rub for the prime rib that I put on uh, the prime rib before it goes into the oven. And then um, once the prime rib is done cooking and once it is set, I take the drippings and the juice from the prime rib and I turn that into a gravy or a sauce called an au jus. Now, au jus basically um, is a culinary term for fond, and the fond is usually what's the over bits after you cook something, but that's full of flavor, and you can create a nice gravy or sauce with that um, for roast, like a beef roast, a prime rib, etc., and my ajou, um I add a little bit more than normal, I add some red wine to mine, um, I also add a little bit of um, Worcestershire sauce, It's because I like the flavor, and I add a little bit of butter and flour. I thicken mine up a little bit because I like mine to have a gravy consistency, but many chefs and many restaurants will serve you like a liquid version of au jus where you can dip it into a sandwich. So that's what your French dip sandwich is. Basically, it's uh, the roast beef from the roast, it's cheese, uh, like Swiss cheese, and then They give you the brioche bun, and then you just dip it into the au jus. And if I was making a French dip sandwich, I would do the traditional au jus. Um, But I like the uh, gravy-style au jus for actually serving the prime rib. And also, um, I usually top it with uh, mashed potatoes or homemade macaroni and cheese. But anyway, tomorrow I'm making um, a home prime rib and an au jus for my grandmother and uh, my mother. And after that, they're going to really like it. And for sides, I'm making them homemade macaroni and cheese because my family's Italian and we're also American. So, of course, we we love pasta. And I'm also making them green beans and, of course, dinner rolls. So they're going to have a very, very nice meal tomorrow, plus uh, an Italian wheat cake and a cannoli cake for dessert. So my mother and grandmother are like queens. Not even that I already bought my, uh, my mother some nice Mother's Day presents. can't wait to see um, how she likes them. I think she's going to really, really enjoy them. I don't know, though, because this is the first time that I've ever had to buy anything for a lady, so... Let's see that uh, hopefully she'll she'll like it. All right, so that is what I'm doing for Mother's Day. And I know a lot of you are probably going to be going out to eat for Mother's Day. Um, it is the most busiest time of year for the restaurants other than Valentine's Day and, of course, the holidays. The restaurants make a lot of money on Mother's Day, and they uh, have a lot of specials. Sometimes they're so packed that they're booked with reservations uh, the whole day and they can't take any more customers on Sunday. So if that happens to you or you can't afford to go out to eat, you can still have a very, very nice Mother's Day dinner. Um, For example, my mother and my grandmother are going to have a very nice Mother's Day dinner. They're not going out to a fine dining restaurant, but they're having prime rib at home. And your mother... Any grandmother and any other mother you know can have the same experience. Um, And I think that it'll be something that they enjoy. I think if you prepare something, it's more enjoyable for them because it comes from your heart. So we'll talk about uh, having a whole Mother's Day dinner. We're talking about the whole Mother's Day from breakfast to dinner to dessert. Usually on Mother's Day you skip lunch because you're going to have a big dinner and a big dessert. So I'm not going to talk about lunch on uh, today's episode of the Chef Critinelli Cooking Show. So for Mother's Day breakfast ideas, um, you have a wide variety of things that you can make. Um, one of the things that I've made over the years for Mother's Day, and she has really liked it, is a strawberry banana french toast so basically you take a texas toast you you batter it with egg as normal and um you saute it as normal flip it over but instead of taking it out of the pan what you're going to do on one side is you're going to take a prepared cream cheese um filling that you make and i'm going to tell you how to make it right now you take a 8-ounce package of cream cheese. Make sure it's softened at room temperature. Mix in about a tablespoon of powdered sugar and um, a teaspoon of vanilla. Cream that together. Then they're going to put that on one side of the French toast. They're going to take the second French toast and sandwich it together and press down until it's a sandwich. Then you are going to... um, Cut the French toast on an angle so that you get four triangle, triangle shapes. Now it's time to make a topping. So you're going to take a bag of frozen strawberries, put them in a saucepan with about a half cup of sugar, and um, a teaspoon of lemon juice, and I like to of the core um, I'm going to mispronounce it but it's called Grand Marget I think it adds a little bit of a nice um, uh, acidic fruit flavor to it that I really enjoy so you add that and then you saute that or you cook that until it simmers and thickens, and mash it up and you have a nice sauce then you're going to slice up some fresh bananas and put some on top of the French toast. And you could also add some to the uh, strawberry sauce that you made. And I can tell you, folks, it is to die for. You won't even need maple syrup. I think if you add maple syrup to this strawberry banana French toast, it is overkill. I think it will be um, way too sweet if you add uh, maple syrup because you've got the um, cream cheese filling in the center of the French Toast, and you've got that strawberry topping slash syrup with bananas. It's perfect the way it is. You can serve that by itself or you can serve it. If, if, if you want something savory with uh, a breakfast instead of just having a sweet breakfast thing like the banana, strawberry, French Toast, you can serve it with sausage, bacon, eggs, or even uh, fried steak, etc. whatever you like with your breakfast. I know that in areas of the United States we use different breakfast meats. Some of us here in the United States ham. Some of us use Canadian bacon. Um steak. I know in Texas uh, country fried steak is not only big for lunch and dinner, but it's a big hit for breakfast. You got sausage, you got uh biscuits and gravy. So there's a lot of things you can have. So whatever works for you for your mother that is what is best for a mother's day breakfast you can also make a classic eggs benedict which uses um a english muffin it uses a poached egg and it uses a hollandaise sauce and canadian bacon and making a hollandaise sauce i'm going to admit is kind of tricky um I make one, it ain't the best, I've, I've tried numerous times, and I I really still don't know how to make a hollandaise sauce, um, and I'm going to have some, one of my chefs that I know is going to come over sometime, when I have my cooking show, and he's going to teach us how to do it, but basically, you whisk lemon, uh, butter, and egg yolks together to create hollandaise sauce, but you have to use hot water, and and if you don't do it right, you're going to curdle your eggs. So basically, it's just a, a long scientific little cooking experience that you're going to have. But if you watch YouTube, you can find a good recipe. Um, I do make hollandaise sauce. Um, and I use a recipe from a YouTube channel called Laura in the Kitchen. And I've had a lot of success with that hollandaise sauce. I also use another hollandaise sauce from a cooking video on YouTube. I'm a good visual person. I learn a lot better from seeing than than reading. Um, If I see something on YouTube and I can understand what they're doing, obviously because I'm watching it, I'll be able to do it at home myself. Um, Sometimes with directions, hearing directions or reading stuff, I really don't um, understand it as much as I do when I visually see it. But yes, Eggs Benedict would be a good breakfast for your mother and of course the classic scrambled eggs, toast, etc. I figured if I can Miller's Day breakfast, i go with some times for Now, now Miller's Day dinner can include surf and turf, prime rib, um, pork roast, chicken marsala, veal, veal marsala or veal parm. Now, if you don't know what marsala is, it's a entree from Italy that features marsala wine Ironically, from Marsala, Italy, um, because Marsala, Italy, is known for the best wines, and they are called Marsala wine. Uh, Savory but sweet wine, that is a chef's favorite. A lot of chefs love Marsala wine. Marsala is used for the the dish Marsala. Marsala is also used in cannolis. Did you guys know that? That's something interesting that you guys probably learned today. Sometimes Marsala is used in tiramisu. Um, so Marsala has a lot of uses in the kitchen, um, but the most common being the Marsala entree. This has the Marsala wine, chicken stock, mushrooms, onions, shallots, and mine has prosciutto. And then the, uh, the main course, which could be chicken, it could be beef, it could be veal, um, etc. And it's a dish that's served usually with pasta or risotto. Um, or even mashed potatoes here in the United States. Um, But whatever protein you use, so let's say, for example, you use beef tips, you're going to want to use beef stock instead of chicken stock, obviously, for the sauce, because it makes more sense. Um, But those are some pretty good dinner ideas that you can use for Mother's Day. And then for Mother's Day desserts, you can have tiramisu, you can get a canola cake from your local bakery, or you can make one yourself. Just take a simple uh, yellow cake from a cake mix, make it up, and then um, buy a carton of ricotta cheese. You want to put this ricotta cheese, cheese sauce overnight in the bowl. So that's more that we don't want in the canola plant. And place that grains ricotta, um, into a mixing bowl. You're going to add three cups of powdered sugar. You're going to add one tablespoon of lemon juice. You're going to add a teaspoon of cinnamon, and you can add white chocolate chips, regular chocolate chips, or even uh, chopped up Reese's Pieces, or even Twix bars, whatever. Um, I used to go to a, a bakery and get all sorts of carolies. From Oreo cannoli or regular cannoli to Twix cannoli pastry shop in Enfield, Connecticut. So go ahead and go on. over, I think over 50 varieties of cannoli. It's an Italian bakery owned by an Italian couple, and I think you guys are going to really enjoy them. Um, So, like I said, you can use any filling you want. Um, Russo's bakery shop is one that I. Uh, I really love, I go there and pick up a cannoli cake and cannolis and I give that to my mother for Mother's Day as as well as a rum cake. Uh, But you can also make a strawberry cheesecake or a shortcake. So those are just some ideas for you to make sure that your um, mother has an epic and amazing holiday and you still have a restaurant quality meal at home. And... If you, if you have any questions or need any help for cooking tomorrow's dinner, you can reach me at chefalex at usa.com, or you can contact me on Facebook, Alex Cardinelli, with a picture of a moray eel, or, of course, you can message me on my Chef Cardinelli Cooking Show Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Chef Alex cardinelli. All right for the listeners segment this is the people's segment right here on the Chef Cernigelli Cooking Show and I can't wait ladies and gentlemen
2: Chef Alex how do I cook
1: prime rib Chef Alex how do I bake? it's time for Chef Alex to host a very special segment here on today's edition of Chef Cernigelli
2: Cooking Show this is I'll answer all of your cooking, baking, and food questions. You can call in live right now during this segment at 646-668-8963 to send
1: a cooking, baking, or food question. Again, you can call in live during this segment now. Now I'm going to go ahead and answer the questions that were emailed to me, but I'll also take some live call-in questions. If you have a cooking, a baking, or a food question, now is the time to call in and ask it. 646-668-8963. Please state your name and then state your cooking, baking, or food question. Again, that's 646-668-8963. If you want to call in live and ask a cooking, baking, or food question, I would uh, definitely love to answer them. But right now, I'm going to go ahead and answer the questions that I got emailed. And we'll start with the question from Bob Martin. Bob says, Hi, Chef Alex. I first want to commend you for bringing this show back. I have spent the last couple of years re-listening to your shows, and I've always thought, what happened? Did you lose your passion for cooking, or did you burn out from the shows? What made you come back? Nonetheless, I am very excited to see you back, and I expect you to be very successful. I have never seen a young man with such a passionate voice and so much potential. I think you will go far. But I do also have a question. I'm going to be making prime rib and also beef roast and also French you Have a question. Oh so, first I say thank you for your compliment. It means a lot to me. And I also want to do patronage with me. Thank you for the last three or four years. Um, that means a lot to me even though you are listening to my shows when I was on a hiatus. That definitely means a lot to me, and yes, I did lose a little bit of interest and passion for cooking, because I did feel like for a while that I talked about pretty much everything you could talk about on a cooking show, but it turns out I have a lot more cooking talk to give, so here I am, I'm back, better, and stronger, and older, <laughs> that's right, I'm a few years older, I'm 24 years old now, and I think when I started this, I was either 20 or 21, but um, I think I'm still going to have fun with this, but anyways, to answer your question, to make a classic and delicious au jus, you it's very simple, all you do is you take the drippings, and the juice from your meat. So whether it's a prime rib or it's a New York roast or a beef roast or a New York strip roast, all those beefs work. You take the juice and it drippings from that, and you can use the same pan that the meat was cooked in. Obviously, you want your meat somewhere resting. You can take that pan to the stovetop, and you can begin scrubbing, um, the droppings to make sure they're not sticking so that they don't burn. And you can uh, add a stick of butter, and not, not a stick of butter, sorry, a half stick of butter and maybe about a cup of flour. It's going to create a pretty good consistency uh, for you. And then you can add some red wine, about half of a cup, And then from there, you can add one full bottle of beef stock and let that simmer away. And that is your au jus. It'll be a little bit on the thicker side because that's my recipe. But if you want a thinner, normal au jus, don't add the flour or butter. Just add, um, you could add about a tablespoon of butter and like a teaspoon of flour and combine that and then add the red wine and the, and the beef stock, but you're going to want to let that reduce for about 30 minutes or so. Um, Some people may say 15 minutes, so maybe 15 to 30 minutes. And thank you so much, Bill, for the question. We have a question from Linda Young Kremer from Facebook. Hi, chef. My husband and I like chicken marsala. What is your best tips for preparing chicken marsala And what sides would you recommend? I am also thinking about hosting a dinner party for my daughter and the grandkids and chicken Marsala is on the menu. Can you give me some suggestions on an appetizer and dessert? Is there a non-alcoholic version of a Marsala sauce for the kids? Great choice, Lynn. Chicken Marsala is one of my favorite entrees as well. So the, the best tips that I can give you for preparing a chicken marsala is to use quality marsala wine. You want to use marsala wine that you would drink. Um, don't use marsala wine that is too salty or too sweet. Use a marsala wine that you personally would buy and personally would drink straight out of the, straight out of the bottle into a cup. That way your, your dish will start off the right way. And that way, um, you can really enjoy your your dish. I think you're going to have a lot of fun using good quality marsala wine. Next, you want to use fresh mushrooms and make sure that you slice them up into, you know, button. Uh, they call button cut mushrooms, which means it's like a little slice. Um, also, make sure that you have chicken stock on hand and you start with, say, fresh quality chicken breast boneless and you want to pound, pound that out to about a half of an inch thick so that it's nice and thin and um or excuse me half of an inch thin not thick so pound the chicken to a half of an inch thick oh i don't know why i keep saying that sorry about that you want to pound the chicken to a half an uh, inch and a half inch thin and dredge it in flour and saute it in a little bit of olive oil make sure the pan is a little bit hot Before you add your chicken so that it starts cooking and then you can uh, turn it over. So cook about four minutes per side. Don't worry if it's not cooked all the way. It'll finish cooking in the sauce. Then you can add your, uh, after you remove the chicken, keep the chicken fat and add your mushrooms and your onions. Saute them. Add the chicken back to the pan and then pour the Marsala wine into the pan. Let it simmer and then you can add your chicken stock and let it reduce and you can create a roux if it's it's too runny for you by taking a stick of butter, dredging it in flour a couple times so the flour sticks to the butter and put that into the sauce. As it melts and as the flour incorporates it's going to thicken your sauce. That is my tip for cooking a quality chicken marsala dinner. Now for an Okay, so I'm not sure what happened, but we had some sort of uh, tech issue. My microphone was dead, so I'm not sure if the Italian cookie recipe was heard or not. So what I'm going to go ahead and do is I'm going to go ahead and give it out again. And uh, if you guys heard that, it's better to be safe than sorry. Now, again, this recipe was given to me by a family friend of ours. Uh, by the name of Donna, and this recipe was given down to her. So I'm going to call this recipe Donna and Alex's Out of This World Deliciously Good Cookies, Italian Cookies. So five cups of flour, one cup of sugar, two sticks of butter, six eggs, two tablespoons of baking powder, a teaspoon of vanilla, a teaspoon of lemon extract, and a teaspoon of almond extract. Preheat your oven to 350, cream the butter and sugar until combined, add the eggs one at a time, add the extracts, add the dry ingredients, and mix until a dough is formed. Scoop the dough into two-inch balls and bake for 10 minutes at, the, at, at 350 degrees Fahrenheit. Then you make your glaze, and your glaze is one cup of powdered sugar and, um... About half a cup of milk or enough milk to make it a glaze. And then you also want some fresh lemon juice. Or you could use lemon extract as well. Stir it together until you have a nice thick glaze. Then dip the cookies into a glaze and place them on a parchment-lined cookie sheet to dry. And then also before they harden, you want to add sprinkles to them so that they look nice. So thank you to Donna for providing us with that recipe. Now, here is my, my recipes that I want to share with you. This is a recipe called Oreo Heaven Cheesecake. It's a no-bake cheesecake. It's very similar to a cookies and cream cream pie, but it's very delicious. Here is Chef Alex's Oreo Heaven Cheesecake. Eight ounces of Philadelphia cream cheese. One 8-ounce package of Cool Whip. One cup of powdered sugar. A teaspoon of vanilla extract. And one package of Oreos. Take about two sleeves of Oreos. And then take a rolling pin and roll them till they're all crushed up. So first you want to place your... Cream cheese and sugar in a mixing bowl and mix until combined. Then you're going to add your Cool Whip. Mix until combined. Add in your crushed-up Oreo pieces and mix in. Then you're going to get your prepared pie crust, which you can buy at a grocery store. And you're going to put that mixture into your pie crust. Now, if you want, before you put your mixture into the pie crust, like I do... You could always put in more more chunky, uh, chopped uh, chunky pieces of Oreo, so that you get small pieces and also some decent sized pieces of Oreo in your cheesecake. And then put it into the pie crust, uh, decorate the top with some additional Oreos. This time, whole Oreos, except that you separate the two Oreos, and there is your Oreo heavy cheesecake. Serve that with a scoop of vanilla ice cream, and I guarantee you that you're going to be loving that, and you're going to be loving me forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. Okay, my next recipe is a white chocolate drizzle cream pie. For this, you're going to need 8 ounces of cream cheese. You're going to need 8 ounces of heavy cream or eight ounces of Cool Whip. I use Cool Whip. You're going to need a a half of a cup of powdered sugar and a tablespoon of granulated sugar and one bag of melted white chocolate. Very simple, ladies and gentlemen. Combine your cream cheese and sugars and mix until well blended. Add in your uh, Cool Whip and fold. Then add in about half of your melted white chocolate and and um, fold it in. Then pour into your prepared pie crust. And then you're going to take the remaining white chocolate and you're going to drizzle it all over the top. Decorate all over the top as much or as little as you want. And as the, the cheesecake or the cream pie um, sits in the refrigerator, that white chocolate is going to harden and turn into a white chocolate ganache. So you're going to cut through a thick layer of white chocolate ganache. Then you're going to get to that creamy, moist, rich, delicious white chocolate cream pie. This is a great recipe. Um, You can serve this with fresh raspberries or something that's going to complement the white chocolate. I guarantee that you're going to like it. Okay, my next recipe is chicken melanese. You're going to need a pound of boneless, skinless chicken breast gonna need about four eggs and seasonings that are your favorite. You're gonna need about a cup of flour spread out on a plate or a small shallow bowl. You're gonna need some breadcrumbs. I use um, I use Italian style breadcrumbs, but you could also use panko breadcrumbs. You're gonna need a skillet with some olive oil or oil, and make sure that you heat the skillet so that it's hot so that your uh, chicken cook, as soon as you put it instead of and simmer and steam. You're going to want one full lemon and a of a lemon. You're going to want white wine. you going to want some chicken stock, butter, and butter flour for the root. So you're going to take your chicken, dip it in the egg wash, dip it in flour, get it in the egg wash, and dredge it in breadcrumbs and put it aside. Once we get our bread, make sure that your skillet is nice and warm. And you going to add your, um, your chicken to the pan. Once a little bit of oil popping up from the surface. That means your pan's for three or four minutes per night. Again, don't worry if it's not fully cooked. You're going to take the chicken out of the pan, remove as much of the oil as you can. And put the pan back on. Now, I want you to um, take some spinach and put some spinach into the pan. And you're going to saute that until it shrivels down to a nice soft spinach. Take that off the pan and put that aside. It's going to be one of our toppings of the chicken melonese instead of arugula. Now, get a saucepan or a very large saute pan. You're going to you're going to take a stick of butter and about a cup of flour and combine it to a nice brown paste that looks like creamy wheat forms. Then you're going to add one bottle of uh, uh, white wine with lemon cooking wine. I forgot the name of it. That's what I use for this dish. But you could also use regular wine, uh, regular white wine add extra lemon juice but I use uh that I use a white wine with lemon um cooking wine that is at the grocery store it's pretty good actually and then um you put that in there and let it sicken when it sickens you add your lemon juice which can be from one small to medium-sized lemon or you could, like the store-bought lemon juice and just use about a Maybe a half to three fourths of a cup of that. Then you're going to um, add that to it. And if it's still and when it's still still thick, which it will be, you can add a half cup to a cup of Sprite, Mountain Dew, or Sierra Mist. That is my secret ingredient. It's gonna. It's not going to be sweet like you think it is. It's going to add that nice touch to it. It'll be sweet and savory. And then stir and let it bubble up. And then add some uh, chicken stock, about a cup, and that's going to make a nice sauce. Add your chicken to that pan and let that sauce simmer and uh, let the chicken finish cooking in the sauce. Then it's the time to prepare your sides. You've already done your spinach, so let the spinach stay in the back somewhere and let it it keep a warm temperature. So just keep it in the back of the stove. Make your pasta, or whatever side you want. You can do rice, potatoes, etc. That is my delicious chicken Milanese recipe. And my final recipe is Chef Alex's fucking awesome prime rib. And I swear to you that this recipe is going to be your favorite. I got this prime rib recipe from Tasty, and I really love it. So this recipe is something that you're going to enjoy. I invite you, oh, excuse me, I haven't even got the David's recipe out yet. So anyways, so here is my awesome prime rib recipe. You're going to take a prime rib, and I forgot the term of the actual steak, so let me look that up for you really quick. Thank God for the term of, uh, Google, I can look up. Okay, So you want a standing rib roast So for prime rib You're going to use a standing rib roast Use as many pounds as you want And what you're going to do Is you're going to preheat your oven To 500 degrees Yes I know that sounds like a lot But trust me it works Then you're going to uh, make a garlic herb butter By mixing butter With basil Parsley, Italian seasoning And your favorite seasonings You're going to spread that all over the prime rib. Make sure it's on the prime rib evenly. Then you're going to cook that in the 500-degree oven for five minutes a pound. So, for example, if you have a five-pound prime rib, you would cook that. I think you would cook that for 25 minutes, five minutes a pound, yeah, You will cook that for 25 minutes. Now, for me, I have a 10-pound prime rib, so I have to cook mine for 50 minutes, but I'm going to cook mine for 52 minutes just to make sure that it's not all the way rare throughout. After it's done cooking, shut the oven off and let it just for two hours. Don't touch the oven. The prime rib will finish cooking there. And it'll rest for a long time. You want the prime rib to rest to release all the juices in which you're going to use to make it au jus. After two hours, take the prime rib out of the oven. Of course, the oven is shut off, so you can just take the pan right out of the oven. You're not going to burn yourself. You're going to put the prime rib somewhere to relax and chill and rest some more. Then you're going to bring that pan that you used to make the prime rib in, over to the stove. Make sure you use a pan that is safe to be cooked on the stove. And you're going to drain off any fat. You don't want any fat in the au jus. Then you're going to take the au jus, or you're going to make an au jus by taking the juices and the um, drippings from the prime rib. You're going to add about a half cup of butter and a half cup of sugar, because I think you guys don't want as much. Uh, as as thick as I want and add that to the drippings and begin whisking with a whisk. Then once it's nice and thick, you can add your beef stock. And if you want a tablespoon of Worcestershire sauce and also a half cup of red wine and let simmer and reduce and your jus is finished. You can serve the prime rib with uh, any of your favorite sides, but it goes well with the vegetable uh, like a vegetarian dish like ratatouille, or it can go with mashed potatoes, steamed broccoli, um, asparagus, mac and cheese, or any of your personal favorite recipes. I invite you to try all of my recipes that were shared in today's show and use them in your kitchen. Please use my recipes in your kitchen. Please also let me know how the recipes come out for you. I will post all of tonight's recipes on the Chef Cardinelli Cooking Show Facebook page. Attention, Chef Cardinelli Cooking Show listeners. Be sure to check us out on Facebook where you can get our latest recipes, our show news, wonderful cooking videos, and more. Every single recipe on this episode of the Chef Cardinelli Cooking Show will be posted on our fan page. Go to Facebook and look up Chef Cardinelli Cooking Show and hit like. Or simply go to www.facebook.com forward slash chef Alice Cardinelli forward slash. Please like our page. All right, so make sure you check us out on Facebook. This was a wonderful return. I had a lot of fun talking about cooking and baking, and I can't wait to get back in the kitchen to do some fun cooking shows.
3: On the next episode of Chef Cardinale Cooking Show, Wednesday, May 17th, 2017 at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Mountain, and 5 p.m. Pacific, Chef Alex will be discussing the fresh produce and meats available in the spring and summer. Plus, Chef Alex will discuss some awesome meals you can make with spring and summer ingredients and get some delicious recipes including Chef Alex's personal spring and summer pasta entree called ziti alla cardinale. Learn about the seasonal spring and summer foods on Wednesday, May 17th. Please send your questions for Ask Chef Alex on Wednesday. You can ask him questions for spring or summer cooking or you can ask any questions on cooking or baking. Please email your question to chefalex at usa.com. Again, that is chefalex at usa.com. See you this Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern.
1: That's all the time I have for you, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining me live from my kitchen studio right here in Springfield, Massachusetts. I really appreciate your listening, and please share today's show with your friends and family. On social media, copy and paste blog video onto the social media. We'll see you on the next episode of Chef Cardinelli Cooking Show. Get in the kitchen and get cooking. Until next time, I'm Chef Salas Cardinelli, telling you to cook and bake like a chef. Good night, everyone.
0: you We hope you enjoyed the show. Have fun cooking and baking Chef Alex' the recipe. If you use them, please tell Chef Alex how they came out. Contact him on Facebook, Alex, Cardi Bali, and you may also ask him any cooking questions. With that, please share today's show on Facebook, Twitter, and other sites if you enjoyed it. Share the food chat with everyone. We'll see you in the kitchen next time. Good night.